0: my gosh I'm really excited about this episode
1: (laughs) me too oh my gosh okay seriously I and I feel like I'm allowed to say this because I have not said this every week oh me but I feel like this is my favorite episode so far me too because the don't get me wrong the other ones have all been amazing and had some really great moments as did this one this one though overall from start to finish I like loved all of it like all of it So when I'm usually, when I watch the
0: DZs and take my notes, Mm -hmm. it can take me a really long time. Often I'll end up breaking it up into two, maybe three days Mm -hmm. to kind of pace myself. So I'm not having to sit in front of my computer for like five hours. Yeah. But this one, it went so quickly and I was like, I don't want this show. I don't want this episode to end. I was loving every single minute of it. It just
1: I was like having the best time watching this episode. (laughs) Well, and it's funny because I've been seeing people on Twitter being like, um, and again, you know, not the comparison game, but also a little bit because Aisha did write both DZs, but like how episodes four and five of EK were so good. They were for like John M growth and like you know, because that's where the party was. That's when he swoops her out of the party. Episode right. five begins with the cabin and them spending all that time there. And him letting, you know, her in on something that's private, like his cabin that nobody else had ever been to. Right. And like, I feel like some of that already starts to happen this episode. We get a little taste of Sarah, you know, Sarah Khan's cabin, so to speak. Right. Um, yeah. So I just, gosh, I loved, I just loved everything. Even it the stuff so that was like, even the frustrating stuff, like with Khan and Melo, like I just loved it all, so yeah, yep. Um, I will clarify just before we dive into this episode. Um, mm-hmm. Miriam did clarify something, and I was like, man, I wish we I wish I had gotten that message before we recorded episode three because she clarified exactly what um, what Sarah Khan said to Edda at the engagement party when he leaves her with those people. Oh, and she, she said that the exact translation is normally I wouldn't leave you alone with these wolves, but you're more than capable of tearing them apart. And Ooh, I- that's good. So good. So I was like, oh, I'm mentioning that on our next yeah. episode because I love that that's what was said. Well, and
0: before we get started, I need to eat a little crow. <laughs> no, just,
1: just leave it. We're just going to live in our bubble because- <laughs> Listen, Aisha didn't answer us, so we're allowed to, we're allowed to interpret whatever the heck we want.
0: <laughs> but for okay, so my whole f- my whole dissertation on the flower theory last episode. <laughs> hey, people loved that. <laughs> they did, but now I'm like, did I go overboard, but I mean. No such thing. <laughs> Not with Aisha. Well, so we realized a couple things after the fact the first thing is I'm pretty sure the flower just fell off of her shirt
1: mm-hmm. because,
0: um, this is all stuff that Miranda ended up pointing out because she did go back and watch. And it looks like at that time it, during, during that discussion, when the, when, you know, they fight and then she leaves and he goes back to his desk and he sees a flower and that, you know, triggered my whole thing. It looks like It, you know, we saw it on her shirt, obviously, earlier in the episode. And it looks like it did fall off. She didn't place it there. Mm -hmm. So that makes me wonder a little bit. That makes me question its significance in the first place. And then we, we, I was corrected, (laughs) which is totally fine. I think I just got very excited about the potential of it being a star flower, and the fact that Aisha has tweeted about yes. different constellations. She's been tweeting about stars and flowers for like the past year or so. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what made me want to do a deep dive into her tweets and find some significance. So, but the flower, the a star flower. Mm -hmm. really does look different than this mystery flower. And we just cannot figure out what kind of flower this is. And then I I was telling Kristen that when I was doing my deep dive research, when I was doing a reverse image search, it was coming Mm -hmm. up as artificial flower. Mm -hmm. So now we're like, okay, are they just fake flowers? And we're just totally making up a
1: meaning where there's no meaning? Well, here's my guess on that. I think that they probably are artificial like as in they made them for the show. I don't think they're meant to appear artificial. Right. But, and and I don't think yeah. they look that fake
0: anyway. Yeah, I that, agree. That just made me wonder. Yeah. If that's why we can't figure out what on earth that flower is. Okay,
1: how about this? They're a star flower, uh what's the what's the flower I thought they were? Why you can't thought I- you said hydrangea. Thank you. They're a starflower hydrangea hybrid, hybrid. <laughs> because then it, in, that whole meaning would encompass everything about that scene. So okay. I'll take it. That's, that's our answer until Aisha tells us otherwise. Yeah. And we're both correct. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're great at podcasting. Yes. We're the <laughs> so we're, we're professionals. You guys. <laughs>
0: So, I wanted to bring that up because i yeah. I mean, I think this might keep happening with us where we're both, uh-huh. like what does it mean? but <laughs> when maybe yeah. it doesn't
1: mean anything, <laughs> but you know what? I would rather us like dig and find all this meaning that maybe isn't there. that's true us to completely miss it, so that's true. Um, I'd like that it's making us dig and we're looking for because that is whether or not we overshot this one like. It is very Aisha. so Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's worth digging, even yeah. if we have to correct it the next week. Yeah. Um, and then, Kay, don't get mad, okay? People, <laughs> people just message me with their feelings because they know how much I love this show. Are you telling me not to get <laughs> mad or the listeners? I'm telling you not to get mad. Oh, okay. Because- <laughs> oh, why? Did you spill podcast no, secrets? I- No, I didn't, but there were, um, I'm just telling you, like there was some discussion in messages with, uh, the lit wallflower girls. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was just Wendy, but she has a theory about con. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to share that because I would be totally here for that. Um, so her theory, or I guess hope, I guess is more like it is that yes, he does have ill, um, intentions right now with his whole thing with Melo and all of that. Yeah. But what if he really is like struck by her and then is like, Oh crap. Like, I don't want this to be like a revenge thing. And of course it'll be messy. Cause she'll find out that he was just using her initially, but, and it'll be the whole like, but no, but then you showed me and like her fairy tale loving mind could just maybe like seep into his revenge filled heart. And Like change him, and then he does actually wind up being deserving of her. I love that. Like I love that. How cool would that be instead of just like he's the typical villain trying to go after him and needs to be taken down? Like a real redemption, a real redemption arc for him. That
0: that would be really good. Why would you think I are? Do you think I'm mad that people talk to you more than they talk to me? That's (laughs) typical of life, Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) No, I people are always like, (laughs) Kristen. Can I talk to you? Can I tell you all of my hopes and my dreams?
1: <laughs> I just didn't want you to think I was like pre-podcasting with Hannah or something. Oh. This week. I mean, she and I talked too. And she was like, she messaged me and was like, all right, you're going to get all my feelings as I watch this episode. Sorry, Ashley. <laughs> she She's all sorry I got you in trouble with her. <laughs>
0: it's okay. It's right. oh my Guys, gosh. I know that I'm, I'm the least approachable of the two of us. <laughs> and Kristen is like very good at doing, if you're like oh on our gosh. social media, our Dizzy for Dizzy social media, 99 times out of a hundred, it's going to be Kristen. Cause I just <laughs> get, I just get overwhelmed and I'm like, I can't deal with this. And so I just shut it down. (laughs) That's just how I am with social media though.
1: That's all right. Yeah. I I was going to say that's like not even untypical of you though. Like you're like that on your personal social too. So yeah,
0: I just can't, I can't handle it a lot. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm not paying, I'm not opening this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's no, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Um, anyhow, I think that was all it for I'll call it clarification corner, not corrections corner. Cause it's not that, yeah, it's not that like we were wrong with most of that. It just needed to be clarified. Um, and then Miriam helped me out a lot with this week's episode too. So there's a few things that, um, that if we're not sure of, I may have the answers to, because I was just like, okay, here's another question. Okay. Here's another question. So, um, yeah. And guys, we actually had a real hashtag this week. So Mm. it was, Ashiklarin Oyunu. Hopefully I said that correctly. Uh it basically means a lover's game. So oh, nice. which was oh, so, gosh. so fitting for this episode. So perfect. So perfect. Uh so <laughs> I know, you guys. I just okay, we'll just let's just start. Let's just start. I know, I know. <laughs> so talk so, about the opening scene because we actually don't pick up right where we left off last week.
0: We don't. There's been just the tiniest bit of a time jump because mm-hmm uh, Ada has passed out. <laughs> well, she hasn't passed out. She fell asleep. She,
1: fall, she clarifies. I fell she asleep.
0: <laughs> she clarifies that a few times actually. Um, and so Serkan is checking on her. He's gotten mm. the family doctor on FaceTime and he's checking everything out with her, making sure everything's okay. And she wakes up and she has this goofy grin on her face and you can tell that her brain hasn't fully engaged yet because <laughs> it's not her heart. It's just
1: her heart, you guys.
0: She doesn't understand that she's just smiling at him with this big goofy grin, mm-hmm. and she's all happy that he's, you know, staring down at her. He's checking her
1: pulse. He's making who, sure I'm okay. Who of us would not be looking like that if oh. we woke up to that man checking our pulse? And describing how we're opening our eyes, yeah, yep, yep. And
0: so then she, you know, her brain fully engages, and she's like, "Oh, wait a second, what's happening here?" <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, did I fall asleep again?" And good old Sarkhan, sticking with his character, yeah. uh, he's like, "Well, all right, get ready to go. We're going to the hospital." Yeah. <laughs> Because obviously she needs to be checked into the hospital after falling asleep again. So she's like, okay, there's there's no need.
1: Right. Uh, Even the every- doctor
0: said you didn't need to call an ambulance. Yeah. And he's like, she said that there's no need, but I say there is.
1: <laughs> I don't want a sick person next to me. Oh, my gosh. She's like, all been back away. <laughs> I love that. Well, I, she says, then don't get close to me. Yeah. So which is obviously very reminiscent of what he had told her he needed last week for them to be distanced. And she Um, throws it right back in his face. Absolutely. So I kind of loved that. And it's cute because he's like, she's like, listen, you're just like my aunt. She's had all these tests done. I've passed them all with flying colors. And he's like, fine, I want to see those tests then. Mm -hmm. They kind of bicker and argue a little bit. And then you know, he's like, listen, if I hadn't been there to catch you, you would have just fallen headfirst into the concrete and like smashed your head. Yeah. And she basically says, well, I'd rather have smashed my head in concrete than basically to have to owe you anything or to have to thank you. And then she kind of mimics like, Mm -hmm. oh, am I supposed to say, yeah, like, oh, Sarkon my hero. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then she kind of recalls exactly why, because he says, Okay well what exactly stressed you out? Yeah, which happened? is so
0: funny because when this is revealed all I was thinking was how could how could I not have realized this? Duh, mm-hmm. of, of course this is what Celine said. I should right. have immediately known that's what she said. I know, so same thing. I, I was like this is such a logical response. I don't know what I was thinking. I think my brain just jumped to really crazy conclusions. Same. But um she remembers that Melo called. She remembers that uh, I done calls. And then she's like, Oh, that's right. Celine called. And she said, she's coming over for dinner tonight. And obviously I don't live with you. So what are we going to do? And she Mm -hmm. starts kind of panicking again. And he's like, all right, you need to chill because you're going to pass out again. And I, this might be when she clarifies, I didn't pass out. I fell asleep.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You're going to fall asleep again then either way. Yes. Then he's like, can you get up? And he, and she, her hand, even if she was doing it sarcastically, it felt like a little bit like, okay, if it makes you feel better, help me up. Yeah.
0: But it was so cute. Yeah. It was really cute. So cute. So they basically decide that Serkan's just going to tell Celine, you guys can't come over, you know, uh, and, uh passed out or whatever. If she's not yeah. well, he's going to give an excuse so that they can't come over and right. then they're going to go talk to his mom because mm-hmm. she will not stop calling. Yeah.
1: So, and then, uh, what oh Oh, we then, have Peril's mm-hmm. working, which again, I don't know if I should be like impressed that she's like, Hey, I'm staying behind and working despite everyone getting the day off. Well, that's how she wants it to look
0: because. But. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, Sarah Khan gave everyone the day off on a work day, and they all just left. Can you imagine it? So I'm the normal one. I'm staying.
1: Or are you just being sneaky and stuff because there's nobody there to see it? Mm-hmm. I'm just so suspicious of her. So I know. I agree. Um, so while she's doing either suspicious things or just being an overachiever, Celine shows up as well. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. They kind of have a talk and, you know, it basically comes down to Celine's boohooing because she's just having a hard time. And, you know, two episodes ago, if she had said all this, I would have felt bad for her. Yeah. Now I don't. So, you know, because she's like all of these things I'm seeing in this Sarkon that none of us recognizes. That's what I waited for. Yeah. For you. Yeah. And you know, it's very hard that now he's, I'm seeing this person come out, but it's not for me. It's for someone he barely knows and, you know, jumped into an engagement with, you know, all of that. So it's like, while her points are valid, what she's doing about it is too much. So it's like, well, I don't feel bad for you now. So yeah, Yeah. I'm just kind of like boo freaking who for you. And even Peril's like, well, I'm mad at you for breaking up with him because we wouldn't even be in this situation of, you know, this person who we none of us recognize if you hadn't broken up with him. And that's when she points out, like, well, yeah, it all appeared great and fine to you guys, but really it was difficult and it was hard to put up with his indifference towards me essentially.
0: Yeah. She, cause Peril is like, you guys were such a beautiful couple. And Celine is like, well, that's what you guys saw from the outside, but in our actual relationship, he was very cold to me. He didn't act like he cared at all. And now he's doing all these things. He's bending over backwards for this woman mm-hmm. that he doesn't even know.
1: Yeah. Um, so basically what it boils down to is she's like, I'm. we're going over there for dinner because she essentially needs closure. She needs to see it with her own eyes to believe yeah. it. And then I'm like, okay, but you've seen all this other stuff with your own eyes. Yeah. So what is about specifically them living together and hosting a dinner party for you that will finally give you closure, whatever. I know. But that's what this boils down to. Yeah.
0: So we switch over to uh, our favorite girl gang trying to decide what to say to Edda and how to deal with this whole situation. But when Edda shows up, Serkan is with her. So they're like, oh, great. And I love this because... <laughs> The scene where they all move, shift around and stand behind her yeah, they and, they're like, formation. and they're like, oh, you better get used to all of it. Cause he says something about, oh, are you guys always together all the time? And they're like, yeah, you better
1: get used to it. Yes. On when I was watching live, the sweet girl whose handle, I can't quite remember, but she was live translating mm-hmm. basically like um are you you know do the four of you always come together and they basically were like yeah we come in a pack of four so it's like one or all it's like none or all of us basically i love it uh-huh. so uh
0: he can tell that well they both edda and Sarkan can both tell that they want to say something to edda but they need Sarkan to leave so he's like mm-hmm. all right well i'll make some phone calls anyway so he goes outside, they tell Edda, and uh, Melo, is, Melo is the one who finally uh, spits it out, because Jiren right. kind of tries, and Melo finally spits it out. But I love her, her quote, confrontation of him <laughs> in front of the girls. Oh, <laughs>
1: oh, my gosh. Time for a balcony show, basically. Yeah.
0: So she's like, "Listen, they think that you're cheating on me with Selene," and she's like, not moving her mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're all watching us, and you need to act like you're begging for my forgiveness.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I love that she tells him, "Beg me." Okay. <laughs> I don't. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. Hold hands, hug, kiss my forehead, something. And, and he's like so stiff and awkward with it. It's so funny. It is. And I was thinking like, okay, that's actually very good acting on both of their parts because yeah. their chemistry is fire on this show. Right. So for them to purposefully kind of tamp that down and have mm-hmm. this super awkward embrace and he's kissing her forehead and it just looks really weird.
1: Even the way he's stroking her hair, you, it, he looks so uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's It's funny because like you said, it's so clear that in real life, they truly get along. They have a good rapport because we see all their behind the scenes, Instagram stories on set. Mm -hmm. So you're right. Like to actually have to appear as though they're very like uncomfortable with each other and that physical closeness like is very good. Yeah. I was
0: very impressed. So then we get my next favorite part of this whole situation, which is the girls forcing dinner with (laughs) Sarkhan. So they're like, oh, you know, we'd really love to have dinner with you, just the three of us and you, because we really want to get to know you. And he doesn't like this. You can tell it makes Mm -hmm. him very uncomfortable, but he accepts under duress. But I just love that they're all in his face and they're like, we really, really, really want to get to know you because we really love Ada and Mm -hmm. she's our best friend. And since you're going to marry her, we need to get to know you.
1: Well, I love it because, yeah, they don't they don't really fully buy the explanation that they give when they come back in from the balcony. Yeah, because what does Edda say? Basically, like, he ran into her at – it was like a run-in, basically. Like, it wasn't really planned. He ran into her, so they decided to have lunch. Okay. He even apparently tried to call to invite Edda to join them but couldn't get a hold of her that kind of thing. So like, it was never meant to be just the two of them essentially, but okay. you know, they don't buy it, which is why they're like, Hmm, yeah, let's have dinner with this guy. And I love it. And I think even though he's uncomfortable with it, I think there's a level of respect he's got, like, you know, like, okay, these, these people know how to protect, like who they love, you know? Yeah, he definitely. So, and then they decide they're going to dig after they leave, after, uh, Sarah Connor and, uh, Edda leave, they're like, okay, we got to find out more about this chick, you know, and that's when Jaren's like, well, I'm, you know, I have a new friend in Angin. Like I that's right. him. And um, so they start to make these little plans to like find out what they can. Yes. So then what's the next scene? Oh, house call.
0: Yes. So the doctor, the family doctor comes and she ends up recommending swimming as a stress reliever because yes. she agrees with everything that Edda says She's like, oh, yeah, I agree there. You seem to be totally fine. You seem to be perfectly healthy. So just try to manage your stress levels. And Mm -hmm. a great way to do
1: that is to go swimming. Yep. And she basically is like, I'm not the one who needs stress relief. Serkan Bolat over here, if (laughs) if you're his family doctor, you should know him. He's the one who needs stress relief. He's, you know, he's rigid. He's this, he's that. And the doctor's like, actually, she's not wrong. You know, you could probably use uh, a swimming regimen yourself. Mm-hmm. So I love it. And after the doctor leaves, they kind of argue about whether or not that's going to happen. Yeah. And he, of course, plays the contract card. Like, well, we have a contract and you have to do what I say. So she finally just spits out, well, I can't swim. Yeah. Like, oh, at first. And then he's like, well, you're going to learn because in two days we're going to Antalya. And, uh, Ferry and Celine will be there and it's going to look really weird if my fiance can't swim. Yeah.
0: Can okay. I love, for- wait, wait,
1: wait, real quick before. Cause I,
0: yes, you need to, you need to get into this. Cause I, I'm so excited. Okay. Um, but before, before this ha- happens, she's like, oh, well, why do you care so much about me? And I love that she gets that little dig in. She and- does. You're right. Cause he's clearly worried and Uh she's like, well, why, why are you worried about me? You've only got two months with me and then you can leave me alone for the rest of our lives. Uh huh. So So, that's all. I just wanted to point that out. So please. Yes.
1: Kristen go. Okay, I've been dying as soon as as he said that they were going to be near water. When I was watching live, excuse me. I immediately was like, please let this be an Erkenji Kush Easter egg. Eek. What if when they're at the water, one of them finds a floating bottle with a message in it because oh gosh. ah, like, that's my wish. That is my wish for next week's episode. I'm not wishing for anything gratuitous. I'm not wishing for a shirtless caramel, although I'm pretty sure we get one <laughs> because we've had some behind the scenes uh, leaked footage of next week's episode, but I'm wishing for them to find glass bottles that have messages in them floating in the sea. I love that you
0: thought of that because that did not even cross my mind. I was just thinking, I it, I didn't even think about it. They just, you know, they, but they, like we know, most things are not just casual with mm-hmm. Aisha's writing. So right. the fact that that came into your mind, I was like, oh my gosh, that would be
1: amazing so good. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, I need that. I really hope that's where it's going. Um, because how perfect would that be? And she did promise us answers in some way. We don't know how subtle or how obvious they'll be, but yeah, yeah, I would love that. So fingers crossed for that. So basically it's decided she's going to learn how to swim tomorrow. And he says like, you'll come here. There's a pool. You're going to learn how to swim. I'll even work from home. Mm -hmm. So it's you know, it's implied that he's going to teach her how to swim. Yeah. So then uh, uh, Mama Bullock calls again. Oh my gosh. And she's like, your mother again. Because earlier when they were on the balcony and she called her because Mama won't stop calling. She's like, you know, the best thing about uh, a fake engagement is that you can ignore your fake mother-in-law's <laughs> phone calls. <laughs> it's but- so good. So when she shows him and she's like, oh, look, who's calling again, your mother. And he's like, oh, she must love you.
0: (laughs) Okay. This conversation, I wanted to cheer so many times for Edda because she's like, can I please show you more and more that I do not care about you? I do not care about your son. You Mm -hmm. hating me. I could not care less. This doesn't Uh bother me at all. Nope. because they kind of have it out because Anne is still raging about them. I don't even – oh, it's because she thinks that they're moving in together, right? Right.
1: Yeah. So do you have screenshots of this? Um, I do have some because basically she – mama's convinced like I think now she's like realizing how handsome my son is and all this stuff. And so like basically trying to get her talons in him for real. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know. Suddenly, it seems like you're impressed by the charisma and beauty of my son, and she starts laughing. She starts laughing, and she <laughs> says, "Me impressed with Serkan Bolat." She's like, first, Serkan is not my type." And she goes, oh, "My handsome son!" Like she's Which so is, offended. I know. Again, but, I t- but you don't even want her to be interested in him. Yes, it's so counterproductive for her to be upset about that. She mm-hmm. should be happy. Uh Uh-huh. And she says, yes, your son is not my type. She's like, listen, Celine pissed me off and I just spouted that out. It, that's all that happened. So yeah. Um, she's getting ready to leave and, uh, Sarah Khan's like, all right, I'll see you here tomorrow. Like, Mm -hmm. and he's like, and then we'll solve this business with swimming. Oh, I'm sorry. Cause he drives her home. He He, drives her home after this. He does. So
0: this This whole, I don't know, 10 minutes ish of footage. I, at the end, I wrote, I love trolling Edda because she's trolling his mom. Mm -hmm. She's continually trolling Serkan this whole episode. Uh huh. Uh -huh. (laughs) (laughs) Because he drives her home. (laughs) It's so, yeah. And she gets out. uh, He's like, okay, I'll see you in the morning, blah, blah, blah. And he had gotten out of the vehicle. to he didn't really walk her up but he just got out of the car anyway (laughs) so she's about to unlock the door and she turns around and she's like hey hey and he's like what what's up she goes so why'd you get out of the car
1: yeah just to drop me off like he could have just pulled up let her get out and left yeah she's all the politeness and such (laughs) <laughs> and it's funny because when he drives away he's like mumbling like basically damned if i do damned if i don't yeah. because if, you know if he hadn't gotten out she would have been like you know the polite thing to do would be to see someone off and get out of the car and say goodbye yeah. well and during that conversation before she actually walks up to her door it's agreed because she's basically saying listen tomorrow's saturday and part of the contract is you know, I don't have to answer to you on Saturday, so I could just not show up for this swimming lesson, right? And he's like, "Well, basically, you are the one that made this happen with Celine, though, so you're just gonna have to endure it." And she's like, "Listen, every day I spend with you, I have to endure something." So. <laughs> and he kind of smirks a little bit, like you can just tell he he loves he there's a part of him that loves the spiciness. So basically she says, "Okay, fine." if I'm conceding to this and I will come learn to swim to relieve stress, then you're going to do what I tell you this time. Mm-hmm. Like basically, like it's give and take. And he's like, does it always have to be mutual? Can't you just agree with me? And she goes, no, <laughs> and that's it. And then, um, yeah, she double checks to make sure he's not actually going to go into work. And he's like, no, I already said I would do it from home. Like, yeah. So we're agreed. And then so we find out the that. next day that that's, doesn't really mean anything, but no. can I say something really quick? How, cause they always last name each other. I love uh-huh. that. Oh, like, me too. He's like, goodbye, Serkan Bola. And he's like, see you later. Edda Yildiz. I secretly hope, well, not secretly. I openly hope that even once they're together, they still do that. Like, I hope it becomes a term of endearment, like where he always says, Eda Yildiz, and she always says Serkan Bola, but it turns into this like cute, sweet, Like something reminiscent of these days that we're currently experiencing, but it turns into something like sweet and endearing later on. Anyway,
0: that would be, that would be really cute. Well, then when they get married, he'll call her
1: Eda Bolat and then then, that'll be a really cute callback. (laughs) But can't you just even see her being like, no, I'm marrying you, but I'm not taking your last name. I'll always be Eda Yildiz. I I could totally see that. (laughs) Okay, so we get some
0: Auntie Edda time and it's a really sweet moment and you really see – they just talk about her family and her aunt is looking through a photo album that she made for her and you really see how much Edda misses her parents and that she thinks about them every day. Her heart still hurts every single day for them and she just – she's almost feels kind of ashamed because Mm -hmm. she hasn't finished college and she just wanted to make them proud. Yeah. But her aunt, you know, she, uh, comforts her and she's like, no, they would be really proud of you. Look at what you've made of your life. And I'm very proud of you. So then I fair brings up the fact that And that only has one year of college to finish. Mm -hmm. And she's like, it's only one year. What if we just talk to grandma and we ask her for the money
1: just for the last year? But again. Well, and I like that she points out by law, that money is rightfully yours. Mm -hmm. So we just get another little like, okay, there, like, what exactly is going on?
0: Yeah, I do think- especially considering Edda's attitude towards Serkan's um, social group and Mm -hmm. all of the business stuff. I have a feeling that Edda comes from money Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that her grandparents are probably very, very important in Mardin. And her aunt even says something to Uh, I done in the last episode, like Mm -hmm. our family is hundreds of years old. We come from so long ago. So you have no right to be judging us on our lineage and all of these different things. So, and again, obviously grandma at least is, has some money. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think that they're estranged for whatever reason, but I do think that that relationship has changed Edda's attitude towards people with money and maybe mm-hmm. people who are of like quote a higher social status
1: yes well yeah and it makes me wonder like if once I'm sure we're gonna find out who grandma is at some mm-hmm. point and I have a feeling it's going to be someone that the Bolot family is like whoa that's who you're related to like they're gonna know them maybe yeah business dealings with them Mm -hmm. like yeah it's gonna be something like that well and another
0: thing that i just thought of is in whatever episode that sarcon i think episode two that sarcon meets her aunt Mm -hmm. after they kind of hash it out between the two of them when the kuzlar come back out to talk with them Mm -hmm. he and ifair are having a discussion and he about Mardine, and he uh, mentioned something called Mardine Castle. Yes. So I'm thinking her family owns that. Mm-hmm. and too. <laughs> and that that's going to come back up as,
1: yep. and like you said, they'll be like, whoa. That's, uh-huh. So. Yep. And then that will probably get Idan to be like, oh, maybe these two really should be together. Yeah. Major eye roll. Um, okay, guys. So I the, probably, I don't know, this scene and the cooking scene later on rival me for my favorite of the episode because this whole swimming lesson thing.
0: Oh, well, real quick, before that happens, Fairy and Celine. Oh, yeah. This is just a quick mm-hmm. thing where Celine goes through with the idea that she got from the last episode of having Farid come and work at the holding company. So she well, calls,
1: go it's ahead. Actually, it's actually Peril at the beginning who's like, oh, that's right. Because she's like, yeah, he just parades her around here. Can you imagine if you paraded Farid around here? And then that's she right gets the hamster wheels turning.
0: Yes. So she follows through with this idea to get him working at the holding as well. So they can all be one big happy family. And she calls Baba Bolat. To ask him and of course he says yes so now because, yeah because he wants to bug sir yes so yeah now yes swimming okay
1: this is my favorite scene it is <laughs> oh my gosh it is so you know i'll say it's mine too the cooking scene is definitely the hottest but this is just this is classic like starchy emotionally constipated hero his heart is light years ahead of his brain because logically why does any of this bother him it shouldn't he should not care at all if anything but he should appreciate it like yeah but it starts out because <laughs> oh wait a minute I can watch this scene a million
0: times what I-
1: I think I jumped, like, way ahead. Yes. Oh, did you? Oh, I yeah, you ahead. did. I just want to get to this scene so badly. I mean, a- we can skate
0: over this stuff
1: because… No, not the
0: FaceTiming. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> never mind. I forget.
1: I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> we can skate over the stocking saline on social media. That's fine. But… the girls all stalk her, which I appreciate, but no, before this, so sorry. It's the night before the swim lessons. Clearly you guys can tell we're very chomping at the bit, (laughs) but there's a very cool FaceTime uh, conversation that happens. It's adorable. It's sweet. Cause she calls him and it's funny because he kind of turns the question around on her because she's like wanting him to relieve stress. But she's basically like, listen, I agreed to do this. You have to do what I say. Yeah. And he's like, well, why do you care so much about my stress levels? And she's like, because your stress levels affect my stress levels and everybody else's stress levels. Yeah. But really, she just cares. She just won't admit it. Yeah. Um, So yeah, he, and she's like, you have to obey me. And he's like, okay, fine. (laughs) So, you know, she tells him, do you have a lemon in the fridge? He's like, yeah. She's like, okay, go get it and cut it in half. Well, first she sends him the music. Oh, that's right. She's like, I'm going to send you a song mm-hmm. and um, and then has him squeeze half. He sliced the lemon. And why is him slicing a lemon in half? Like, <laughs> so I, – I, Kristen. I, I, and then, the, he, like, Kareem breathes and Kristen is like, somebody get me <laughs> some water. <"Well>, listen, <laughs> some lemon water So, because I'm going to pass out. So, but then he just <laughs> – he squeezes the life out of that love <laughs> half with his hand. With his hands. <laughs> we'll get back to the hands later. His, hands. his beautiful, beautiful hands, you guys. <laughs> like anyways. <they're>, okay. <laughs> I think this was
0: <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to rein it, rein it in. I, um, I do think this was the sweetest scene of, yes. of the episode because they are really kind of connecting as far as a friendship Mm -hmm. during this point because she does care about him and she's Mm -hmm. trying to help him relieve stress. She's like, no, because he's resisting every time Mm -hmm. she's asking him to do something. But But he doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she keeps telling him, come on, just do it, just do Mm -hmm. it, kind
1: of coaxing him into it. Yep. Well, yeah, because, you know, she gets him to – Make the lemon water, sniff the other part of the lemon. She's mm-hmm. like, you know, because lemon helps calm stress. So just like breathe in the scent of it. Take the lemon water outside, close your computer, walk outside to the stars, take a really deep breath. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, and she's like, and how do you feel? And it's funny because you can see it in his face. And I wasn't expecting him to admit it. And he says, I know you'll probably use this against me, but I really do feel a lot better. And I just love it because again, they bid each other farewell and good night with their first and last names. Yes. And I, this was absolutely the most intimate scene of the episode. Oh, yeah. And I love that it was the most intimate scene because they weren't actually physically next to each other, but it yep. still, it still was incredibly like intimate. I can't think of a better word for it, but
0: yeah, no, they totally connected mm-hmm. on
1: a deeper level that they hadn't yet. Yes. So, um, so, okay. So the girl gang is stalking Celine's in, uh, Instagram account and they yeah. point out like there are more pictures with Sarkon than there are of her fiance. Yeah. Now one of the ones, thank, <laughs> thank the Lord for Twitter detectives. <laughs> this is so funny. One of them zoomed in on one of the photos. Cause it's obviously fake it's a fake Instagram account for the sake of the show. It's not a real one. So all these are fabricated photos, but one of them is actually a selfie of him and Hyundai with her face, just like Photoshopped (laughs) on with Saline's face. And I don't know why I thought that was so funny. I just love that someone figured it out from that far away.
0: These these producers should know by now that they can't Mm -hmm. leave stuff like that because the fans will find it and then they They will will blast it all over
1: the internet. (laughs) Just like that. Absolutely did. It was so funny. And that was before even the that was before that was just from the live viewing. Someone like screenshotted it and was like, uh, this is her head on Hyundai's body. (laughs) Like these fans amaze me. I know. The stuff they find.
0: It's amazing. Like I wouldn't even, if I'm live, if I'm watching it, usually mm-hmm. I'm just watching it or, right. or if we're watching it for the episode, I'm going to do my best to be more analytic and pay mm-hmm. more attention to stuff. But even just that, I would never do that. <laughs> nope. Found it. So I have oh, to point.
1: Yeah. Props to them, man. Yep. Props to the Twitter girls. Um, and then they basically decide it's time to swimsuit shop because that's when it's revealed that Edda does know how to swim. But yeah. She's like, she basically was like, I was just trying to find a way to get him to stay home from work because he's a workaholic and he needs to like calm down. Yes. So they're like, well, okay, let's take it a step further. Let's go buy some really hot swimwear <laughs> so that you'll make his mouth just drop open when he sees you. I love it. Yeah, it, the, the little montage was really cute. Yes, and we love a bestie shopping montage. Come on. Yes.
0: So okay. Sorry. Okay. So now. now. Here. <laughs> so Eda shows up in her very hot swimsuit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Guys, Hyundai looks so good.
1: So good. Oh, that girl gosh. is all legs.
0: Seriously, I was like, not everybody could pull something like that off, but Mm -mm. she absolutely does. So she shows up and immediately he's already about to burst a blood vessel, just seeing Uh her in that bathing suit. Yep. Yep. (laughs) That he is. So then it's revealed that he's not teaching her. It's Mm -hmm. a professional teacher. So she's like, Arif, Arif,
1: Arif. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even paying attention to that. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I, I mean, I would not refuse swim lessons from him either. Like, he's no. kind of got this, like, Gaston look going for him. He does. He <laughs> does. So, uh, so Edda's plan
0: obviously hasn't worked. And – Go ahead. Well, it's interesting because it's not very clear wh- – I think she was secretly actually excited for him to
1: teach her. Oh, me too. Because the little game she plays after the fact makes that very clear. Yes. Because she could have just gone with the motions and got taken her swimming lesson and been like all of a sudden a prodigy who's like, oh, look, I know how to swim after one lesson. Thanks. I'm done.
0: Right, but But girlfriend
1: knows how to play the game, and she's
0: like, "Wow, you're such a great teacher! Oh my gosh, look how great I'm doing!
1: We should do this twice a week." Uh Well, and even now she's like, "Oh my gosh, the water's so cold! Okay, I'm coming close to you. Oh, I'm holding (laughs) on to you, like, and again, he's, uh, Serafim's about to have an aneurysm. Oh my gosh, this is all happening, and they're sitting. Safi comes up." next to Sarah con and he's like, uh, why did my mom call Edda yesterday? And he says, well, there was a slight misunderstanding, but everything was figured out. There's no problems. And he's like, how 14 year old boy is this? Did they talk, did about, they me?
0: talk about me?
1: <laughs> and Safi, listen, Safi is our OG Ed Sarah shipper. You guys, he knows this is fake, but he also knows that there's something very real underneath the surface here. And he. Well, so he's going to poke the bear is what yes, he's going he to do. And he says, uh, yes, they did talk about you. What were they talking about? He says, mm, well, she said that you weren't her type at all. What? <laughs> he's so she shocked. Said, she said, I wasn't her type at all. What? She says, yeah, she really said that. She said that Sarah Conbola is not at all my type. And he's like, okay, if I'm not her type, then who is? And Safie's like, should I go ask her? I love that. And he's like, because... no, <laughs> Safie, no Safi. And then he's like muttering to himself, I'm not her type. Like, and then, then I'm sorry, this is when she actually takes the towel off. So she hasn't even gotten in the pool with this teacher yet.
0: Right. And
1: then, so he's, then like, she... he's like, he's like, Safie,
0: what even is, is this bathing suit? <laughs>
1: His face. Oh my gosh. I wish I could show you guys, but just watch the he's, episode.
0: He's like a cartoon character. His eyes are going to bug out of his, his head. Yep.
1: And yep. Safi's like, Oh, I think it's very stylish actually. <laughs> and his, look at this, Ashley, look at his face. <laughs> it, I, I love it so much. And he's like, he's like grabbing his chin and he's like, he's like, um, Safi, why don't you sit down with me? His wiring is malfunctioning. He's like, Look at this. This is when she's walking in the pool. His lips are all like, Have not ever felt jealousy before. Yeah, cannot compute emotion. (laughs) So he's like, Okay, I sat down. uh, And then Hyundai, this is Hyundai, this is Edda talking to Uh the teacher. She's like, Okay, like now what do I do? And this is when she kind of gets the whole like, oh, it's cold and okay, but now I'm close to you. I've got it. I'm doing it. Look, Sarkhan, look. She's like, the water's so good. You should come in here too. And he's like, uh, I, have, I have work to do. So that's but when he, he tries to work, right? But he's seething. Yes, <laughs> he's like, he puts the computer down. He's like, fine, I'll just, I'll read a book. I'll read a book. And then he like, can't even, he can't even keep the book uh, open because then she's like, well, my legs keep going up. And he, the teacher's like, I'll balance you. Don't worry. And she's like, oh, good. Then I'll hold on to you. And he's like, he and then this is when Sir Khan's like, oh my gosh, enough already! Like, yeah, <laughs> like this
0: is over. It mind you, it's
1: been I don't know two five minutes, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, this is good, this is enough. I because th- the whole time still she and Arif are you know talking about her swim lessons and how she's holding on to him. He starts rubbing his temples because <laughs> he is like so frustrated and jealous and then she's like can we go deeper and Serkan's like what the heck she just started swimming what does she mean go deeper he's like she's just getting started this is ridiculous and when she's like Arif you're so reliable thank you he is like Serkan his jaw's all set and he just looks he's got murder in his eyes and he is just like I think this is when when she's like let's
0: do it twice a week yes. he's like yes we will we'll do it together she's all yes together <laughs>
1: together <laughs> and then he's like what together what are they saying and Safe, He's like i don't know i don't really get it either but you know and then he does his like his lips are all pursed and he kind of does that laugh where he's mm-hmm. like Mm-mm. like he's like uh yeah So he's watching the two of them because, of course, he's like, be calm. I've got you, this and that. And he's just ready to explode or implode. And this is when Serkan looks at safety and he's like, that's it. It's done. It's done. We're done. It's over. It's over. I'm finishing this. So he gets up
0: and he tells her they have to leave, right? Yeah, in 20 minutes. In 20 minutes. minutes. (laughs) He's like, like, honey, so sorry, but we need to go in 20 minutes. Does he? Does he actually? It sounds like he says a honey." Like, it does sound like he says the English word "honey." Yes, I, it does. I was I could have sworn that he says "honey." So well, just I. like like uh, his mom will say, his mom will say "bye," mm-hmm. and then she. I love the way they say "merci." <laughs> uh huh. Because they're like "merci." <laughs> uh-huh. <Yeah. laughs> to try to, to be to, all fancy, uh-huh. but uh-huh. no, just, it legitimately you know sounds like. It legitimately sounds like he says the
1: English word honey. Okay. That's what I thought too. So she's like, but I'm almost learning. He's like, no, Arif is a perfect teacher. I think you've already learned. Like, (laughs) he's like, we have to go. So next time. And he's like, 20 minutes is barely enough time for you to get ready. So you better get out of the pool. And she's like, like, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. I want to finish my lesson. And he's like, I know, but unfortunately we have to go. And he's like, she just told me to leave without her. And he's like, think, 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 think. What can I say? And he's like, Ada, honey, don't we do everything together? (laughs) And she's like, yep, but you didn't come in here to do this with me. So now basically like we're doing this now, Arif and I are doing this together. Yep. And and we're very good at it.
0: Uh this is in my notes I put trolling Edda is my favorite Edda.
1: So good. And then Serkan's like, "Safi, won't you say something? He's like, say something, anything. And he's like, that's it. And then this is this is my favorite line ever. I already made like a graphic for it. I feel like we need merch with this phrase on it. <laughs> because he starts he just starts. Yelling at Safi to empty the pool, like that's it. Drain the pool. Drain the pool. Empty <laughs> no, it. Go, Hurry. go, go, chick, go. Chick, chick. <laughs> And so, or he tells I mean, him to run. He's all, "Kuş, Go, yeah, go, run, run, Hurry run. Up. Drain the pool." <laughs> so he tells him, Hav- "Havuzu boşalt. Boşalt. I think is how you say it in Turkish." I was trying to like listen over and over and over. So. I was like, we need merch with just that phrasing on it oh because gosh. only Senchal Kapama fans will get it. But that's just what I'm going to say now whenever I don't like what's happening. drain <laughs> <during> the pool.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. That scene, I I wanted to physically eat it with the spoon. I yes. loved it so much.
1: Yes. Oh, Ugh. It was so delicious. I love – a jealous, fake relationship person. Like, oh yeah. Whether, whether it's the girl. I mean, I really love it when it's the hero, but yeah, you you just love it because whenever it happens, they don't realize that they're jealous. They yeah. don't realize why they're having this reaction. They just are. And you're like, oh, I can't wait for like a hundred pages from now you figure out why you were acting this way. <laughs> Meanwhile, you've got
0: Safi who has known from the start, and he's like, Oh, what's yes. wrong? Her bathing suit is so fashionable. <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you want me to say?
1: I think she's doing a great job. So good. Yeah, Safi's a bit of a troll himself, but with purpose. Like he knows what he's doing, and I'm yep. here for
0: it. Yeah, so we switch over to um, Mama Bolat. And she's just so happy she doesn't ever have to see Sevda again. And uh, but Safi ends up being like, "Oh, uh, actually, she's here." So she flips out. She's like, "What do you mean she's here?" And he tells her that she's by the pool. And that's when she comes to see them at the pool. And they figure out that they still have prepping to do, including <laughs> Eda remembers that she. She, like, thought of ugly curtains, and she's laughing so much at it. She's like, that's the worst color, but I told her that I was buying new curtains for you, so I have to make sure I do that. But we get interrupted because Engin calls, and of course, there's a crisis at the company. Mm -hmm. Which is, I'm like,
1: do they normally work on Saturdays? Because the whole company is there. It seems like it. Well, they talk about how they have no social lives, so I just assume that they're always at work because usually at the office too on Saturdays. So yeah, but yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I kind of argue a bit like a married couple when he says he has to go into work. They do. <laughs> they do
0: because she's basically saying you promised me uh-huh. that you weren't going to go to work. You were going to work from home. And he's, he's saying, well, I'm just
1: going to be really quick. and, then he asks her what her type is. Well, cause I, I guess it gets decided that she's going to go with him. Cause she's like, I think she wants to make sure he's quick about it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so they walk to the car, but, and that's when he's he, like, okay, but listen, let me tripping. ask you something. He's like tripping over his words.
0: Yeah. He's like, what's your type? And she's, she's kind of like, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? What's my type? Like, what do I like as a, as a person? And she talks about kindness and all these different things, personality traits. And she's like, why, why do you ask? Why are you even asking me? Isn't this too personal? And he's like, well, you can ask me too. (laughs) Yes, I love it. (laughs) So she's like, okay, well, oh, sorry. I got it mixed up because she starts talking about traits. She's like, well, creative, polite, emotional. He's like, no, I don't mean that. (laughs) I'm talking more about looks. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god she goes oh okay looks well i'm not particularly interested in muscles (laughs) some mom jim okay (laughs) she goes that is you know i don't look at the muscles i look at the mind the main thing is behavior but i can describe the features in three words smile voice and hands and then we get a quick shot, because she walks away, and we get this shot of him looking down
1: at his hands. So funny.
0: It's so good, you guys. I rewound that probably five times, because
1: I was laughing so hard. Captain Obvious here. <laughs> because then even after that... She's like moved on and is asking him like if she thinks Saline will really come back to him. Well, because she she's expounding on it. She's like he should
0: smile beautifully. The voice shouldn't should also be beautiful, charismatic, and the hands should make an impression mm-hmm. like this. And so, he's <laughs> so they get to the car and he whacks his hand
1: on the top of the car drumming his fingers when he's answering her cuz this is when she's like do you think Celine will really break up with him like yeah and he's like yes i'm sure of it and she's like why and then he starts like tapping his fingers and she like looks and she's like you don't need to do that <laughs> well cuz he's like
0: well f- fairy isn't going to work for her basically and then yeah she she's all oh you think so and she's all you don't have to do that <laughs> with your hands you have beautiful hands <laughs> And he's like put putting his hand palm up. He's yeah. just being all extravagant with moving his hand around. <laughs> and he's all, I know I have beautiful
1: hands. Uh-huh. Sure you did. Oh, my gosh. So good. Oh. Then we get like a quick little thing with Celine and Ferit with uh, Baba Bola. Like they're signing the papers officially hiring him on. And I guess you only need like so many um, – signatures. So they basically are like, you know, Sarah signature at this point would just be a formality because you know, you're right. hired, but right. Celine, I think wants to rub it in his face. And so she's like, well, I'll take the contract to him anyways. Like she still wants to get his signature on it, which is yeah. just like, dude, you're, I'll say I've said it already a thousand times. Farid deserves better justice for Ferit. Yes. You know who, Agreed. you know, who Ferit should be with Melo.
0: Oh yeah. She would appreciate all of his kindness and thoughtfulness
1: and, and just like how he is like always expounding on, you know, how much he loves her and you know, her. he loves to
0: stare at her because she's so beautiful. He brought her flowers and apologized when he didn't do anything wrong. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yep. So yeah, those two together would be great if the whole con storyline just keeps him as a villain i yeah. would love for Farid to fall
0: for melo yeah so we go back to the office and um <laughs> before they walk in Eda's telling him ooh i'm i'm always nervous walking in with you and he just doesn't understand he asks her why she says sorry what do you mean why everybody's <laughs> scared of you <laughs> There's a cold wind that follows you. (laughs) Yeah. So he's like, oh, you don't really know me. I'm a very relaxed person. Okay. And the whole audience, the whole company and Edda all raised their eyebrows. Uh Uh-huh. And she's like, okay, well, if you're so relaxed, we're going to make a wager. You can't get mad for the first 10 minutes. And if you don't get mad in 10 minutes, I don't even remember what they bet
1: she'll apologize to him.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. (laughs) But if he does get mad, what is, what is her? Actually,
1: I don't think there was, it was just, I don't even think she, um, I don't think there was another side to it. It was just like her (laughs) satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Her satisfaction and being right was probably enough for her. Yeah. So in they go. And of course the first thing that can is, they're confronted with is a big project change. Yeah. The client wants, um, I clarified this just to make sure I understood it correctly with Miriam and uh, I was right. But basically they don't just want computer drawn plans. They want hand drawn plans and blueprints as well, which most people don't know how to do anymore because that's not how you learn it in school. Right. Everything's all technologically advanced and all this kind of stuff, but they want both sets. And this project is due tomorrow and it's a competition so they don't guarantee they're not guaranteed the job so if they want to stay in the running they need to submit these hand-drawn plans by that night yeah so so that's the whole
0: deadline because Mm -hmm. the only person in the company this is the whole issue the only person in the company who can do those drawings is sarcon Mm -hmm. and he already has so much on his plate so they they're like, why don't we just forget? Engen basically is saying, let's bow out. Mm-hmm. Let's just forget it. You don't need any more stuff to stress you out. So that's my piece of advice that we just forget about it. Right.
1: But of course, con's kind of like, I'm sorry. Uh, How long have you worked here? The word impossible or can't like doesn't exist in this company. So I'll do it. And that's going to be that. Yeah. And then we kind of switch over to con right again yeah he slides into
0: melo's dms um while while she's having a discussion with ifair and she's talking about (laughs) her chronic unemployment Yeah, and she's all sad but then she gets a little message from con Mm -hmm. and we get this little like musical interlude which is so funny.
1: I said, I want Melo's imagination. That's yes. what I wrote in my notes. I agree. Imagine. Yeah. Living inside of her mind sounds like a joyous place to be. Yeah. So this is when I wrote our girl is falling and I really hope the lit wallflower girls, this is when I'm like, I hope their theory or their wish comes true that he just winds up falling for her. And he's like smacked out of the blue with his feelings for her and like drops the revenge. I know. Melo is so pure. I don't want her hurt. Yeah, exactly. I don't want her to get um, jaded. Yeah. She's just, yeah. So then we get back to the office. Ada, oh. Layla, and. Oh my gosh, Erdem's going to kill me. Oh my gosh. <gasps> no, er- Kristen. Air er- I thought you were
0: joking or I thought you were waiting for me so we could say it at the same time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, That's what I was doing. That was absolutely what I was doing. Listen, we have to issue a formal apology to Moran because we both did not know Airdem's name last time and she got very upset at us
1: because Because I called him Mm -hmm. (laughs) Airdem. And I just kept calling him Engin's assistant. Yeah. So... This and was just a total brain fart right here. I do know his name. It just literally slipped my mind because I was so stressed about not remembering it that it slipped my mind as soon as I went to say it after I said Layla's so funny. name. I typed it during the live watch. I typed his name in a comment like 15 times. <laughs> on just for Moran. So.
0: I know. I told her I'm just going to keep trolling her with it forever. <laughs> I'm going to be like, who's he? Who who's is that? this?
1: <laughs> so, um. Yes. So she asks them, okay, what's up with his obsession with health and his hypochondria? And they start laughing and they're basically <laughs> like, we're so sick of our bodies being drained of blood every three months because we always have to get tested. And if we even sneeze or cough, like we have to stay home from work forever until we're absolutely hundred percent better, which is funny because during COVID times, that's actually a very smart, um, that's a very, uh, very smart, uh, policy to have. Yeah. But you know, this is DZ land. So there's no COVID that exists. It's just Sir and his very, um, paranoid, um, rigid feelings when it comes to health, which are still, you know, a bubble of mystery at this point. Yep. So So, then, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Celine comes, uh, into, or did I miss something? You looked like I missed something.
1: Just, I just said my favorite subship decides to grab coffee. Jaren calls Engen really quick just to be like, Oh, that's right. Is this my, is this my first friend who's a guy? And he's like, this is your friend. And she's like, well, friend, do you want to go get coffee? And they kind mm-hmm. of make, and they're just really cute. So it is cute. Yeah. So then Celine shows up
0: and Edda kind of panics again because she realizes that Serkan <laughs> didn't just cancel plans, period. He mm-hmm. was like, just come tomorrow. <laughs> So she's like, wait, I, because Celine says something about, oh, I'll see you later. And the implication is that she's coming in the afternoon, right? Not even the evening. Mm-hmm. Right. So Edda's like, wait, you said I'll see you in just a bit. You mean tonight, right? You're not coming until tonight. I just want to double check that you're not coming till tonight. <laughs> and so, so then that kind of causes her and Serkan because Celine leaves and then Edda and Sercon kind of have it out. Cause she, well,
1: and did you notice how Saline's like, mm. she's like, don't worry, like, it's not a big deal. We'll just order pizza or something, like, you know, implying that Edda can't handle like hosting dinner guests. Right. Like, we'll just order pizza or something. I mean, you know, Sercon doesn't eat like that, but Saifi will cook something for him anyways. Like, I just had to throw that in there because it yeah. just makes it more icky.
0: Well, and I think, Ada had mentioned like, oh, yeah. I want to make sure I have time to prepare everything for you. Mm-hmm. So it's better if we come if we eat tonight and not this afternoon, so that I can make all the food for you. Yes. And she points out,
1: I'm from Marden, so I'm going to make you a great meal. Like yeah. that's what we do there. Yep. So then Celine takes off and Ada
0: and Serkan end up bickering and fighting. Meanwhile, the whole office can hear them. so Angin comes in and he's like hey guys just so you know everybody can hear you out there (laughs) so that kind of freezes them and they Mm -hmm. stop for a bit and Angin says man you know Edda before you came this office was always just so silent and Serkan misunderstands and he does the Michael Scott thank you (laughs) and, Ang- <laughs> and Engine basically says, No, no, no. Meaning everybody was silent because they were all petrified of you. Mm-hmm. So nobody was, everybody was scared to say a word. And Edda is just
1: gloating from that. Uh huh. It's so, so good. good. Because yeah, Engine's actually complimenting her presence here. Yeah. Not, not what Sercon thought. Exactly. So, but there is still a little bit of, we won't call it arguing, but you know, Edda's like, listen, you need to leave early. Is Engen not a partner? Is he not capable? Let him handle this. Yep. We have things to do. And I love that she even points out because he says something like, um, you know, he says something like, you know, no, I've got to do it, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, listen, either. And she's pushing him because this is still in the realm of him needing to stay calm. Mm -hmm. And so, because I said he looks like he's about to have an aneurysm because she basically says, if you don't leave and let Engin be in charge, you can find a different fiance to make dinner for your ex-girlfriend. And yeah. Engin's all, ooh. <laughs> he's like, I got to side with Edda on this one, bro. Like,
0: Yeah, you're having your fiance make dinner and host mm-hmm. your ex for mm-hmm. real?
1: Mm-hmm. And you're not even going to help her? So – I love it because Edda just walks out and she's like, listen up, everyone. No one's to bug Sarcon. No one's to this. No one's to that. Angen's in charge. You have questions. Bring them to Engen. Like, I just love that she walks out and does that. Yep. And Angen's like, hey.
0: <laughs> she's all, sorry. Sorry.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. But Sarkon uses Layla really quick to sneak out of the office because he got a phone call. Yeah. And at, we didn't really know who it was. But just that he
0: wasn't happy about it. He's like, he was-
1: great. And if you're the last thing that I need to add to this madness. Right. Um, so he sneaks out before we figure out where he went, Potteril kind of whines about Edda, and I'm I am just like soos, cause like nobody wants to hear it. Because mm-hmm. then she just runs to be her little tattletale to Mama Bolot. Yeah. And then Serkan and Khan meet, which I only understood the first part of this conversation. Clearly, they're talking about the whole setup from last episode. With you know him winning the auction and like basically like I'll get you for that. Don't worry, yours is coming. You you tricked me into taking on a plan that's gonna put me two million in the hole. Like well, don't you worry. Yes. And Khan's like I'm not worried. Like you you can threaten me all you want. Like yeah. basically I'm untouchable. You're not gonna be able to get back at me. But then he asks him some stuff and I didn't really understand um, what that was. Just that they were making plans for something. Cause he's like, I'll have my secretary call your secretary, and then they like leave. Okay,
0: were they? So, cause you know, yeah, Sercon tells him the whole, your hatred for me is good. It keeps me on my toes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It isn't our friends in life that make us stronger, but it's our enemies. Okay, did they make plans to like play golf or something? Is that what it was? So I asked Miriam because I was like, I okay. Don't know what that was. Cause, cause he's like, Oh, one thing it just, I was like, are they going to play a sport
1: together? Mm-hmm. Is this something like casual? Yeah. Cause he says something about them being childhood friends, you know, like, is this how you speak to your childhood friend? So it's almost like they're not frenemies. They're definitely enemies, but maybe with a smidge of friendship still, since they both seem to go to the other when they call and they clearly have meeting places like that restaurant Yes, um, bridge. So Khan had asked him, how come you haven't been at the racing tracks lately? And Sarah Khan said, why do you want to race? And Khan said, if you're not afraid of losing and Sarah Khan said, okay, that's fine. I'll have my assistant call to set a date for a race. So maybe that's something they used to do together, like race cars or something. Okay. So that's what that was. I would have never got a race. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I would have never gotten that from the subtitles we had.
0: Right. Well, and I could tell it was some sort of competition, competition thing. Yeah. But
1: that's all that I could tell. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So thank you, Miriam, for clarifying that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's clearly a, a bit of something, which, like friendship wise between them still. Yeah. Um, anyways, so we, so get so back- <laughs> Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I say we get a scene where Airdem is such comic relief. Oh my gosh.
0: So funny. Well, cause Edda is like, do you think that Serkan left the office just to avoid me? And he just starts laughing <laughs> and I don't, I couldn't really tell why I, my assumption is he's laughing just at the thought of Serkan ever leaving the office period. Yes. That's
1: what I gleaned from it. Cause he okay. basically said, I thought he said something along the lines of how he basically lives here. So almost like, almost like, don't think so highly of yourself that he would leave this place just to (laughs) avoid you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So then Ada's upset. So she calls Fifi and poof, Fifi is there immediately. So apparently she was headed to go see Ada anyway. She was in Mm -hmm. the area and she was like, oh yeah, you know, I'll come. I thought I would come say hi. And then you called me. So here I am. (laughs) <laughs> and then we get these lovely <laughs> moments of Erdem inside, <laughs> staring at her and he's like flexing and showing his tattoo.
1: Oh my gosh. Clearly trying to impress Fifi again. Well, and do you notice how she's like, I'm going to bite him? Yes. And Aida, like you just, Ada says something like you just bit someone last week. Why do you need to bite people? <laughs> Just like because biting accomplishes more than talking or something like something. Yeah, like like, like like talk biting is easier than
0: talking. <laughs> like Fifi, who are you? I
1: know. It's
0: like but girl. I love her.
1: but I love her.
0: Yeah. Uh so good, so good. So,
1: did you basically say it's concluded that she needs Fifi's help to move some of her stuff to Sarah Khan's house? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the gist of it, is she yeah. needs her buddies to help her out because yeah. she knows they're not going to be able to get back to her house on time for her to do it, so
1: she enlists Fifi, and then Erdem actually ends up going with her. Mm-hmm. Do we like how Fifi high key threatens Serkan's life when he gets back to the office? Yep. I love like, it. Me too, because she's like, I love. Yeah we love Edda and we basically protect her and we don't want anyone hurting her. Like it's also pointedly at him.
0: Yeah. Cause he says something like, Oh, you know, uh, Oh, you're here. (laughs) Kind of like, Oh, you guys are always here. And she's like, yeah, we go where she goes. We like who she likes and we protect her at all costs.
1: So I loved it. I love her friends so, so much. Love it. And then you're right, because she takes Erdem to help move stuff. She's basically siphoning and bow out of him regarding Celine. Yeah. He kind of realizes a little too late. He's probably said too much. Yeah. Uh, but it's all good. So then another really good scene. It's really good. It's like the perfect balance, too. It's not, you know, because he's kind of a jerk, but it's with a purpose. He's not just being a jerk to be a jerk. He's right. He's trying to pull greatness out of her because she offers to help him. Like, listen, I know I'm just, I know I'm not technically qualified, but you know, if you'd like, I would, I'll help you with these drawings that have to get done. And at first he kind of raises his eyebrows and she's like, look, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Like that's fine. But at least let me try to help. So he's like, yeah. Okay. So she sits down to draw and the way he's all like secretly smiley about it. Like he loves it. He loves it. So they go about drawing and then we switch over really quick to uh, Ingen and Jaren on their walk, right? Yes. So she's fishing for information and then
0: he's like, oh, he basically sees it. and He's like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're trying to get information about out, out, ah, can't talk. You trying to get information out of me? And she's
1: like, oh, am I that obvious? (laughs) You know what? I loved how this went though. I was expecting when he realized it for him to be like, oh, that's all you called me for. Goodbye. I'm going back to work. Right. But he but doesn't care. Like, no, he's like, well, you know what? Because he's also team Ed sir. That's so, true. you know, he's like, we can, we're friends, right? We can talk openly. If you have questions, just ask me, like, I'll tell you. And yep. this, this is when we actually do get some really good info about Celine. Because, you know, he's basically like, she's very agreeable. She, anything Sere Khan said, she agreed to it. So when Sere Khan's like, hey, I don't want to go do this social thing. She didn't do it. When he said, you need to make appointments to come see me at my house. She agreed to it. When he basically was like, I live alone. And I, you know, I am not made to live with someone else. Like I've got my ways about me and this and that. Um, she just, she just completely agrees to all of it just yeah. to, you know, make him happy, which yeah, she never challenged him ever. She just yes. rolled
0: over and was like, Oh, whatever you want, Sarah whatever you want. You want to do that this? Is okay, the word. okay.
1: I love it because that's when Jaren's like, Oh, I see already because Ada's very fiery. And when she yep. wants something, she gets it. And so, yeah, I was like, that's exactly it. Ada challenges him and constantly Saline, and Celine never did. Nope. He was just sitting waiting around for him to be this person that she wanted while just, like you said, laying down and letting letting him have his way with whatever.
0: Yeah. He would just steamroll over her and she didn't care.
1: That's a good word, steamroll.
0: Yeah. So back at the office, we get a little montage of mm-hmm. – Ed- so Edda makes the first draft and she shows it to Zircon and he immediately rips it up. Which I was like, oh my gosh, you jerk. That's but, how I felt at first, but she took it in stride and mm-hmm. he wasn't really mean about it either. He just said, Hey, I'm going to look at it. And if I don't like it, I'm going to rip it up. Right. But here's, here's what we got from the company. They want drawings that show the quote passport. So that was an interesting choice of a word, mm-hmm. but basically they want to see the soul of, of the place. Right. Cause that's, that's his criticism of her first drawing in the first place. He's like, this right. has no soul. Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay. And I appreciate that Edda listens to him
1: mm-hmm. and
0: she takes that and she keeps trying over and over again, trying yes. to adjust everything.
1: Yeah. Well, cause he keeps, he rips uh, a handful more of them. <laughs> oh yeah. During this montage. But In between each one, he keeps sneaking these glances at her. He's clearly seeing her passion and her talent. Like, and he is loving it. And we get some nice over-the-shoulder action where he's
0: helping her, guides her hand. Uh Mm
1: Uh-huh.
0: His big giant hand over hers. Yeah. So he wants her to succeed. He is yeah. trying to be helpful and she's listening. She's being mm-hmm. receptive to his advice and to his counsel. Right. And then at the end, she ends up making something that's perfect.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, Because he finally, she's even, when she draws the one, she's even pretty confident. She's like, yeah. I think this might be it and hands it to him. And he smiles about it. Like, yeah. He, and he, I love, I love what he says. He says, okay, don't start being capricious, but you're very talented. Yeah. And then I love this because she's just so happy she, without thinking because we're learning very clearly that Ada has a very impulsive side. It's uh-huh. funny that her, her aunt is like, Ada doesn't do things without thinking. She's, but all we've really seen from her where Sarah Con is concerned is impulsivity with the things she says and the things that she does. Yeah. So I kind of love that he brings that out in her too because that's not normally a thing that she does. Totally. So she just hugs him. Like, thank you so much. Like she's just beaming at this, these words and she re- it's funny because he does not pull away. He does it. He does not jerk away. He doesn't even really look that surprised. He, he does, but it seems more like he looks like he's surprised that he doesn't hate it. Yeah. Like, Cause he's, he kind of enjoys the hug, but before he can even process that, she pulls away really quick and she's like i'm so sorry like i wasn't thinking i just jumped to hug you right and he's like you doing some, like doing something <laughs> impulsive without thinking i'm surprised hard to believe
0: <laughs> well and it was really sweet because she says look i she basically kind of says look i know i give you a hard time mm-hmm. and i know that um I, I know i give you a hard time but your words do mean a lot because you're a great
1: architect Yeah, I love that they both like, yeah, they both were able to admit that to the other. Like, he's able, he admits and acknowledges her talent. And she's like, yeah, despite the fact that you annoy me wildly, your scholarship thing ruined my life. (laughs) You're an amazing architect, and your words basically hold weight. Yeah. So, just the fact that, like, you said that about something I did. And then he tells her to add it to the dossier for the project. So, her work is actually going to be submitted with, um, uh, the, re- the others for, uh, the competition, which is very cool. Yes. But then he's like, mm. he's like, it's been longer than 10 minutes. I <laughs> believe I'm, I believe I'm going to collect my winnings. And I love it because of course she apologizes. Yeah. And the way, cause then she like walks out for something. Oh, cause they're going to leave. And she's like, okay, but can we stop somewhere for five minutes? And he's like, yeah, that's fine. I guess. When right. she walks out to go get her stuff and he watches her walk away. Yeah. And the way he's looking at her as she walks away, you can just tell like it's, it's still not occurring to his brain, but man, this boy's heart is invested at this point. Yeah. So as they're doing this, um, Erdem
0: and Fifi and Melo, they're all getting stuff from the house and then they have a little run-in with iFair because she sees them grabbing boxes and hears them saying something about moving Mm -hmm. and she's like what do you mean moving who's moving and she ends up meeting erdem and she's like oh they kind of recognize each other but Mm -hmm. melo has to think quickly and ends up telling
1: iFair that they're giving it all to charity (laughs) this is all stuff she's donating. Exactly. Like like her little nightgowns and things. And she's like, yeah, all of it. We're donating it. Oh my gosh. So you want to talk about the, this whole farmer's market scene? Oh, I love it. So good. It's
0: such a good scene. I love it. So they make a quick stop at the market and Serkan is just baffled because he's telling her, uh, this is where you wanted to stop. We could have sent Safi for this stuff. <laughs> She's like, no, <laughs> I, it's the only way to, to pick out the stuff that I, that is the freshest and the most delicious is for me to go do it myself, which mm-hmm. I totally get Ada. I totally understand that girlfriend. Yes. So they, He's clearly a man out of his element
1: in this yeah. situation. He's a fish out of water here.
0: Yeah. Cause Ada is just flitting from stand to stand. She's grabbing the vegetables she needs. She's like, Oh, we also need some fruit. And she grabs them and just shoves grapes into his mouth. Let's like,
1: taste this. I oh. share grapes with her couples, man. I'm all about it.
0: I love it. I love it. And he is paying for the stuff and then giving exorbitant amounts of change and being like,
1: keep the change. No big deal. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But you know what? I love because she's offended by it. But I kind of loved his explanation. He's like, well, I can see that they're working hard and I appreciate that. Like, so I want to show it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit like, uh, like, uh kind of wealth bragging just because the clear fact that he has 170 lira's to tip someone for a 30 lira receipt. Right. But I I love his intent. I love Yeah. I love where his heart's at with it. Yeah. So they
0: just have a funny little moment and he's he's all just irritated. He's like what you're doing is so unhygienic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they she tries to give him well she already shoved grapes in his mouth. Oh which- right. Props to him for actually eating them. But she tried like a peach or something or a nectarine. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh-huh. she takes a bite and then she's like, oh, this is perfect. Yes. Give me like half a kilo. And then like goes to give him a bite. And he's like, I cannot take a bite where someone's been <laughs> like, he's like reached his limit.
0: <laughs> so good. So they get all their stuff and they head back. And when they're back at the farm, he's all whining about all the lost time that the they two hours that he lost. Yes. So, cause he, she knows that he has to work <laughs> and she's like, okay, but now tonight is going to be like magic. Everybody's going to be so impressed with the food and Celine is going to be so in love with you and she'll leave ferry immediately. And then I will right. ever have to see you again.
1: <laughs> so funny. Well, and I just loved when he's like whining about the whole lost two hours and stuff. And she's like, I can't believe you've lived 30 years and have never been to like a farmer's market. Yeah, yeah. She's like, were you raised in a jar? That <laughs> ours was like raised in a pot, but Miriam told me it's it's a phrase. She's like, it probably doesn't make sense in English, but raised in a jar basically meaning like you were enclosed and protected from the outside world like a jar. Okay. Pickle.
0: Okay, so, so it would
1: be like an an American
0: saying, "Were you raised in a cave?" Yes. Like yes, you so never, you never went
1: outside. You never awesome. saw civilization. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, just, I loved that. But yeah, I do love that she, with what you said about her, like promising to make such amazing food that he'll look so in love that Celine will dump that or eat and then they'll be rid of each other forever because he'll have her back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, so he goes off to work and then we have a quick little, what might seem like a throwaway moment of sirius comes out with the contract in his mouth mm-hmm. so Ada sees it and she's like oh where'd you find this little boy and she grabs it puts it on a stool and is is thinking oh i'll just tell Khan to put it away wherever he'll know the best place to hide it right
1: so the kuzlar come
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they yeah. have everything yeah Idan kind of freaks out um yeah, you know, because she's like, Who are, oh, these, you know, she's kind of a jerk to them. Like, oh, you all look just like Save that. Uh, like when she comes and meets them. Yes. Um, but I do love that Sirius immediately loves the girls. He just like sits down and like stares at them.
0: Yeah. And
1: how Fifi's like, oh my gosh, I love you. Look at you. You're in all black too.
0: <laughs> yes. So funny. Well, she- and she's all up. E- Edda is kind of upset because she says something about, you know why does everything I touch get ruined? Mm-hmm. Um, and one it, was it, is it Fifi that tells her you're impulsive? Maybe, yeah. And um, she's like, "What? You don't know me at all," <laughs> which is so funny because, like you said, mm-hmm. as we're seeing when it comes to Serkan,
1: especially Edda is very impulsive. Yep. Um, so basically, this whole interaction winds up that I don helps them. Cause she's like, if you want to really make this convincing, she kind of basically is like, let me take over getting your stuff put in the house so that Saline, I know her and I know where she's going to look and what she's going to look for. So if you yep. want this to be convincing, like, let's do it. And then she winds up telling Ada when they're all done, you need to go put stuff in his bedroom because mm-hmm. And she's like, why would she even go in the bedroom? She's like, trust me. If she's je- as jealous as I think she is, she's going to go snoop in the bedroom. So I kind of love that Ada goes to Sarah converse and is like, I don't want to just like invade your private space. So can you yes. come with me please? Cause I need to put some stuff in your room. Your mom swears that Saline's going to wander in there at some point. So I-, I don't know. I just really liked that, that she didn't just go and do it. I like that too. And he, he tells her, sure. Even though he's,
0: feeling the same way that she did of why do you Mm -hmm. think she would go into my room? Mm -hmm. And she kind of explains, well, your mom is the one who is pretty convinced that she will. So I'd rather us cover all our bases. Right. So they head in and they start to discuss where to put everything. And he's like, okay, well, here it is. She talks about how she needs, he clearly doesn't know women because she needs his whole closet, not just
1: a couple things (laughs) in his closet. Well cuz he's like you can pick one shelf. She's like yeah, you have that wrong. If I live here, I have all the shelves and you only have one shelf. <laughs> and then when she hands him her toothbrush and she's oh like, "Oh my gosh. <laughs> like you put this somewhere because trust me, this is the most important element, but you know, obviously it's a toothbrush. It's got germs on it. It's been in her mouth." So he like like picks at the very end of it with his thumb and forefinger like <laughs> I don't know why I laughed so hard at that because I was like, the, that part of it hasn't been in her mouth, like the very right. bottom. Anyways, he's, it was just funny. He's just disgusted. Well, and then his face when she lays her lingerie on his bed. Yeah, we poor Sarah this whole episode. Uh-huh. Oh, and the fact, I, I thought this was so smart when she's like, which side do you sleep on? Hmm. before she put like her stuff on the nightstand and all that. So I was like, ooh, Edda, that's good. Those little details. Uh-huh. So he takes off. She's finishing the whole setup. And she is just doing a, la- a couple last-minute touches. And what happens? She finds a tube of lipstick. And not just any tube of lipstick. It is her tube of lipstick that in the first episode, when – Sarah returns her purse to her after she had left it in his car. He basically is like, Oh yeah. And this is staying with me. That's your punishment for like basically writing on my car with it. But I'm sure Edda probably assumed he just chucked it or threw it away or got rid of it. So when she finds it, (laughs) I was like, Oh, is this lipstick? Um, is this lipstick maybe a bit of a bandana in this scenario? Uh, Oh, it's gotta be the fact that he kept it. He and not only did it. he keep
0: it, but it's over in his bedroom, uh-huh. all tucked away uh-huh. and safe where he uh-huh. can keep it forever and stare at it longingly, which uh-huh. is definitely
1: what he does as he's laying in bed at night. <laughs> yep. So I stinking love that so much. Cause you know, what's funny. I kind of forgot about that lipstick. So did I. I remember back in the first episode I was like, oh, he's going to keep those handcuffs cuz that's what brought them together. But really, that's not what brought them together. It was her writing on his car with her lipstick. So, yeah. I yeah, I'm all it's, about this. It's a great callback. Well, and, and it's such a it's such a um uh who was it? Probably Hannah. But a while back was like, I wonder if Aisha reads Lisa Kleypas because um in Lisa Kleypas's books almost all of her heroes, there's some significant item that it's actually not a significant item, but it is to the hero of the heroines, like whether they keep a pair of her spectacles, whether, you know, it wind- I'm trying to think of some other ones, but basically there's always some type of quote, meaningless object that winds up holding meaning for the hero Right. And It's something they keep of the heroines. And and not that that's just only she's allowed to do that. Like I just love that they have that in common. Um, yeah, because that's definitely a thread that we see in our Kush, yes. So
0: and we're obviously seeing it again mm-hmm. with Senchal Kapama.
1: Yes. I love it. I just love that touch. I love that Aisha does that. Mm-hmm. Um so, so anyway.
0: We've got let's talk about the con melo nonsense a little bit, because mm-hmm. They he wants to meet up with her. We get a little bit more about the fact that nobody knows what Fifi does, but she yeah. makes money doing whatever business this is.
1: Yeah. I love it. I love and the industry.
0: Yeah. And she drives a hard bargain, apparently. Yeah. Um, but Khan and Melo end up having coffee.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's act, playing interested, upset that and right. worried that he made her lose her job. And this there was something in this com- in this conversation. I thought I know what you're going to say. of us noticed that yep. we never would have noticed before learning Turkish. Yes, shout out to Mamut
1: Bey again for
0: our I Turkish was anthem.
1: I was very proud of myself. <laughs> Me too. I was so happy we like got this. So okay,
0: in English, we don't necessarily have different forms of informal and formal conjugations of verbs. There mm-hmm. might be certain phrases or certain ways of speaking that are a little bit more formal than others, but there isn't necessarily a specific pattern. Right. But in other languages, French, for example, you will use like a, a multiple, the, the uh, plural. plural term of vowel conjugations, it, ver, excuse me, verb conjugations to speak more formally. hmm So this is the same in Turkish. And this is something that we wouldn't have known before starting to learn Turkish. Yep. So Khan basically tells her, you know, can we just talk more personally and with Sen instead of uh, B's instead of C's and B's. Uh And so she's like, Oh yeah, of course.
1: Because I'm probably most of you know this, but B's and C's is like we and the plural version of you which right. is also used in a more formal setting versus just like Sen, the singular version of you is what you would do with someone you're more comfortable with, familiar with. So he's basically asking like, can, you know, aren't we past that? Can we be more familiar? Yes. And yeah. I almost texted you, but I was like, no, I, cause I know she's going to get it. I know she'll get it too. She'll see it. like, And I was yep. just like, Already pretty proud of us for getting it because I was like, oh, I know, I've never noticed that before ever. Like, can we drop the s's and just talk sen? Like, uh huh. So love good,
0: it. so good.
1: So I, yeah.
0: If you if you guys didn't know, there there you go. There's a little bit of a <laughs> Turkish lesson. Yep.
1: There's a little le- <laughs> there's a little lessonette for you. A little mini yeah. lesson. So he ends up offering her a job, mm-hmm. and.
0: Yep. She's like, "Oh, I'm not looking." But he asks her if she knows how to match perfumes. Yeah. to people.
1: He winds up being pretty persuasive, like Yeah. Well, and then let's just I know we don't get back to them for a handful of scenes, but let's just let's just go there. Um yeah. so later on after they're done at coffee, they're kind of sitting out at the shore and they're chatting and she talks about how she lives with her, you know, one of her best friends, Edda and he's like, oh, Edda, like, and basically they put together that this is the Edda who's engaged to Serkan. And he's like, I've known Serkan my whole life. We were childhood friends. Yeah. And she, and she gets all excited at first. Like, oh my gosh, how cool is this? And he's like, and he starts acting all forlorn and upset. Cause he's like, uh, well, actually he uses her full name. Melek. Yeah. Malek. And he's like, but I, unfortunately that means I can't see you anymore. Serkan hates me now. And basically he puts it all on, like, he's being selfless about this. Like, I can't come between you and your friends because it would drive a wedge with you guys if they knew you were around me, blah, blah, blah. So he's totally playing not only the victim, but also like the good guy by stepping away so that he doesn't ruin anything, you know, between her and her friend, which clearly he has a very ulterior motive for this because she's not just going to want to walk away from someone who's showing this interest in her who seems to be a great guy. So he's, he's now, he's starting a rift already, like where that's concerned. So that's where that whole thing leads up to. Yep. So, uh, cooking time. Oh, such a hot scene. Um, Yes. And the song is perfect. I already have it on the Spotify playlist. Um, so it's called Bukas, this girl, Um, but the lyrics are so good. You guys, like it's so matches, like she's just dancing around the kitchen cooking, you know, he ends up walking in like a moment or two after she starts and just kind of watching her. Uh Uh-huh. And I love it because the lyrics that are playing, um, are just, I don't know, they're just so fitting. And I'm like, I love how they find these songs because this is, this isn't a song just for the, um, just for the show. It's a song that's already existed. But you know she's dancing around, and the guy singing. This girl loves me. This girl is killing me. Huh. This girl will show me beautiful dreams. This girl will hold me back and draw me to her. Huh. With this girl, one room, one bed is enough for me, and one library. I like. How, I like how that was just. I like how that was just in there. There's obviously a mystery in her voice. Every time I think of her, trouble finds me. Every time I think of her trouble finds me, sorry. And it's as if a dream is lost. This girl will smile when she sees me. And in that moment, they're looking at each other and smiling. So I just, I love it. So, and then it just kind of repeats that all over.
0: Yeah. So more great music choices from Mm -hmm. our lovely producers. Yes. Uh, so he comes upon her and he's like, wow, you're using like half a kilo of butter in there. <laughs> and, and she's like, oh, yeah, we're going to eat so many calories tonight. You're not going to want to wake up the next morning. So he he says that Celine will eat it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Edda can call the girl and she's like, no, Celine will eat whatever is served to her because that's the polite thing to do. A <laughs> So he's like, well, obviously I can't eat that. And I need to start cooking something healthy. And we enter this whole competition of the two of them cooking and yes. they have to try the other ones.
1: Yes. And- it's so good. I love it.
0: I love it. And and she- she- <laughs> well, and she's very skeptical at first. She's like, oh, sure. Okay. You go ahead and cook whatever you say. Uh-huh. But he has some chopping skills and all this good stuff. And she's like, oh, since when, where did you learn how to cook? And he's like, oh, I either do something good or I don't do it at all. So we get this lovely little competition phase. And then we see Safi and Aidan talking because they're with the horses and Safie happens to mention what's going on in the kitchen. Because uh-huh. she's like, oh, shouldn't you go start cooking for Serkan or for tonight? And he's like, no, actually, Edda is
1: doing all the cooking. I love that so much. And this is when they kind of – she's like, this I've got to see, right? Like, and that's when yes, kind of – And they go to spy. And Oviaka oh yeah, Safie goes with her, so they go to look at her cooking and –
0: well, and then we realized that Aidan doesn't even know that Serkan can cook.
1: I loved that so much. Like, because, you know, obviously it wasn't surprising that Eda didn't know he could cook because they, you know, they barely known each other. They just met. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that his own mom didn't know, and it seems like even safe he didn't know either because he's like, um, he says something. I don't think I screenshotted it, but you know, he says something like, um, yeah, like it's bringing out a like secret side of him or something like that. Like he, it's yeah. like an offhand comment about that. And I'm like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. And then, and they, they watch them cooking for a while and interacting together, uh-huh. but Aidan does not like it mm-hmm. because <laughs> cause she's like, uh, aren't they a little too sincere for a fake
1: couple? Uh-huh. I love it. Well, and then that's when... <laughs> I wrote goodbye ovaries. Cause then they, they like taste test a little bit. Oh yeah. Uh, and he, um, well first she just, he just, she tastes like a little bit of the broth that he's making. And then she pulls out, um, one of her dishes and, um, has him just like try a bite of it mm-hmm. and she tries to get him to finish another bite. And of course, like, mind you, she picks it up with her hands. She's like, it's very intimate. Yeah. And she's feeding him. And yes. And he <laughs> says, she tries to get him to take another bite. Cause he's like, Ooh, this is good. And he, she goes to feed him another bite. And he's like, if I weren't so conscious about my health, I would eat that entire dish. Yeah, I was like, oh, I love it. So then he's like, okay, now it's yours. Well, and he tells her, oh, I don't usually eat fried, but for you, I'll taste this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love it. And then, oh, then he's like, okay, my turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he gives her, now this, I was very proud of myself, this quick little spot right here. I actually understood during the live watch. I, nice. I couldn't possibly repeat it to you. I was just really proud of myself for recognizing enough of the the words that I could put together what he was saying. Right. Because he basically says like, you know, the view or your eyes, you'll, you'll see it with your eyes first. And that's, what's going to catch mm-hmm. your attention. That's the part I got and I was all excited, but uh, nice. then the rest of it, he says, then the scent, it'll basically the smell of it will drive you so crazy that you'll just have to taste it. You'll be crazy to taste it. And then he gives her the bite and of course she's very impressed with it. It's very delicious. It's tasty. And she says, the one negative thing though, is that there's not enough of it. Like it's just such a small amount. And then he, (laughs) <laughs> well, cause she says it's not very satisfying.
0: And he says that's, he gets all in her face and, he, and he's like, that's precisely the point. The taste will stay in your mouth. And he takes his finger and wipes at the corner of her lips and he's all sauce. Like there was some <laughs> sauce. <right there. laughs>
1: he says, It'll stay in your mouth basically. And it's leave you, it leaves you wanting more. Is right, and I wrote, I'm sorry, as he's wiping her mouth. I'm sorry, are we talking
0: about food still? No, no, the look that's not what I'm
1: thinking about, that's for sure. The view will drive you crazy until you can get a taste of it, the scent will drive you nuts, and then when you do get a taste, it's not going to be enough. You want more of it. Hmm, yeah, what else could we possibly be talking about? Who knows? I wonder. So Aidan sees this and she's like,
0: Safi, have you seen this? Do you see what's going on? And Safi's like, ah, you know, I think that kitchen is just really small. (laughs) Therefore, they have to be close together. And she's like, I'm very scared, Safi. I'm very afraid that this girl will
1: confuse my son's thoughts. (laughs) I love what he says, though, after that. Because he's like, "Um," because obviously Safi knows there's something brewing between them, but he doesn't want you know, I done to be suspicious of it truly. Otherwise right. we know she'll mess it up. So he's like, um, I'm sorry. Is anyone capable of doing that to Sarkon Bolat? Like can anyone infiltrate his mind? No. And then she's like, you're right. You're right. Okay. I don't know what I was stressing about. Yeah. And meanwhile, poor Ed is all hot and bothered. And she tells him, I love it. Cause she's like, okay, clearly you won. Like you won the food competition. Okay. And He's like, I love winning, and then he's like, hey, <laughs> by the way, oh, he's like, Safi will make you know the side dishes. He'll take care of the rest of this, and she's like, no, we gave him the day off, and he's like, yeah, no, he and my mom are spying on us right over there. So I love it. I well, I love it too because he's Sercon's trying to be like secretive about the fact that they know, but it does like, oh, I don't them Safi Bay, come have coffee with us, like. <laughs> and they're like oh
0: no sorry we're just over here because i lost my earring and we can't find it (laughs) too good so edda is like oh i smell like food i've been cooking and now i need a shower is there someplace i can go take a shower And he's like
1: "Mm," it seems like he's like because he's like "Mm
0: -hmm," in there like he (laughs) he doesn't want her in his shower but he's gotta, he's gotta allow it. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so she's out of the shower and she calls Melo because she realizes all the stuff they flung in the boxes. There's no good outfits for her. Nope. So she's in a robe, l- desperately looking mm-hmm. through her boxes, talking to Melo, and whoops, who walks in, also, also in a robe. In a robe. With his chest peeking out.
1: Oh, it's Zircon, guys, just so you know.
0: <laughs> Are you surprised, you guys? Are you shocked?
1: <laughs> Who could it be? But listen, this robe run in, let me tell you, it's so tense. Ooh. And he's like trying not to look at her, even though she's she's more covered than he is with her robe. Like, Oh, yeah. But, oh, my gosh. And he's like, well, I'll loan you a shirt. She's like, yeah, you don't understand, though. Like, that's not... I don't have anything else to wear even tonight. And he's like, right. I understand that. And we'll deal with that. But like, I need to get dressed. So basically like, can you let me in here to do that? And she's like, oh, okay. And when she brushes past him, he, he has got a smile on his face as she walks out of that room. Oh yeah, he does.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. He is not
1: sad to see her in that robe. No, he's not. So then, Ifer catches Erdem bringing Ada's clothes. They find the box of clothes that was supposed to get brought to the house, and yeah. Ifer's like, "Yeah, it's just basically." Ifair winds up following him, like, "Okay, I'm gonna go see what this is all about," and follows him, yep, uh, where he's going. Um, yep. Meanwhile, Sarah. So oh, go ahead. Oh well, you could talk about. it. No, go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. I get, I get <laughs> this I'm excited is... when these good scenes happen, but I'm not the only one on this podcast, so please talk about it.
0: Well, because. Ada had previously, with all of the stuff that she brought over, she's like, here, you need to use this. This is my favorite mug. This is going to show that I live here. Yeah. And um, she's like, it's a fun little mood changing. It's a color changing mug that changes with your mood. And he's like, oh, sure. Mood changing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Khan, thank you so much for adapting to things that are not always logical. <laughs> Thank you so much for being so open-minded with this situation. Uh, Did you write down what all the colors mean? So black is if you're in a bad mood. Blue is if you're happy. And red is if you're in love. And she walks out of the room. Well, no, I'm sorry. Before she walks out, we have a shot of Sir Khan doing some work and he's giving this mug a very offended look yes, he because is. he's not happy at this mug that he's drinking out of it because
1: it's all red. Yes, it is. So that was a nice little, little moment. I loved that. Yes. Because I... I didn't grasp that in the live watch but when I was rewatching with subtitles I was like oh so cuz she basically is like um it, to her it's the most important thing cuz it's her favorite mug which is why she's like so you yeah. need to be drinking out of it because that would actually mean something to an mm. onlooker and yeah so the fact that it's all red when he's drinking out of it and he looks
0: so pissed about it <laughs> He's so mad, he's like, stupid mug,
1: <laughs> but then, <laughs> I'm definitely not in love. But then Ada, all legs, Yilda's, comes walking out of the house <laughs> because Jaren to the rescue brings and loans her a dress, mm-hmm. and girlfriend looks good in it. And he and then Sarakon is like, Your dress is so beautiful, he cannot focus on anything else either. And, but they do have a, they do have a little tiny bicker about the food. And then, um, because I think he winds up, he like sets hers out, like the table set and ready. And, um, he's like, well, even though I want your food deserved to be on the table too, which I love that. Yeah. And then he lets her in on a little secret, which we kind of knew because, uh, earlier I don't had noticed there was eggplant in the kitchen and was like, I love eggplant. Yeah. Well, we expound on that. And Sarkhan says, listen, like, just so you know, you might, um, there's too much oil and it's fried for me, but my mom loves eggplant. And like you, if you brought her some of this, she wouldn't be able to resist it. Yeah. And I love how she's like, Ooh, your mom and I have something in common that creeps me out, but, <laughs> but she does it. She brings her a plate and, uh, I done, of course, is like, well, I don't eat after 5 PM, blah, blah, blah. But it's very obvious she's going to eat it because she loves that dish. Oh, totally. And I said, is this finally maybe the beginning, like markings of, uh, mama, mama bullet starting to switch teams. Like this is just a little something that's going to start pushing her in that direction. Um, Maybe. And then of course she compliments the dress and it's like, it figures cause it's one from Jaren. So you're sure it's, I'm sure it's designer and all this stuff, but you know, I love that. She's like, Oh, I see you've like basically upped your dress game. And she's like, well, my friend Jaren loaned it to me. And she's like, Oh yeah, that makes sense then. But she's like, listen, I've got more important things to worry about than my appearance. Yeah. I just love when she, I just love when she gets those little digs in like that. Cause yeah. they're they're not even digs. It's just a fact, but you know, it is a dig towards his mom. Exactly. And you know, mama tries to accessorize her a little bit. And it's funny because you can tell Ada likes some of the stuff, like she's like right. hair pin in her hair. But again, you know, she's like, this is beautiful, but it's too extravagant for me. Thank you. Takes it off. Yeah. Now, do you think that's just because like, maybe it reminds her too much of the elusive history we don't know much about? Like, Because if she comes from money, you know what I mean? Maybe she, maybe up until her parents died, whenever that was like, maybe there was a lot of that in her, um, in her life, like extravagant things, um, maybe even too much importance being put on them. And like, maybe that somehow led to whatever killed her parents. Like, and maybe now it's like, she doesn't want anything to do with extravagance, um, or it's just hurtful because it's remind, it reminds her of, you know, her, I don't know. I just feel like part of her pushing it off. Isn't just that it's like, Oh no, I'm just plain and simple. I don't need that. I think there's a little more to it. Like maybe it's just hurtful. And so like, yeah, she starts to enjoy it, but then it's like, she kind of almost comes to herself and it's like, Oh no, but thank you. I can't, it's beautiful, but no, like,
0: I could totally see that, especially because they've definitely put an emphasis on her lack of accessories Mm -hmm. specifically. Mm -hmm. So that would really make sense that maybe grandma is very big on accessorizing and showing your wealth by the things that you're wearing. And maybe she's constantly draped in diamonds and gems and all of these Mm. different things. And maybe that's totally put a bad taste in Ida's mouth for
1: those things specifically. So- I think maybe it scares her when she starts to like it because maybe she's mm-hmm. scared to become like her, like if she starts to enjoy that stuff too much, she's going to become too much like the grandmother that she clearly has an issue with. Sure. Yeah. Cause they had
0: that whole thing where her and I were like, we're so happy without you, grandma. Yeah. We've always been happy because grandma is obviously tracking mm-hmm. her life and trying to keep up on what is actually happening in her life. But Edda doesn't want anything to do with her. Right. So that's
1: just a random thought. I literally had like 10 seconds ago as we were talking about.
0: Yeah, show. no, I think that's a really good thought. Um, so gosh, so Engin calls because they have a problem. So he's gonna hop on a plane to go talk to these clients that they've got an issue with, mm-hmm. and he's letting Serkan know that that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But Serkan, Mr. Control Freak, cannot just let Engin go and handle it. And Engin even tells him, he says, Hey, I'm a partner in this company just as much as you are. You need to just tr- trust me to take care of this. And you have a, a night that you're supposed to be mm-hmm. having dinner with friends and your fiancé. Just relax, buddy. And I'll do this by myself. You can't even get to the airport on time because we're leaving in an hour. Mm-hmm. But can
1: Sercon leave it alone? No, of course no. not. He's just going to rush on yeah. out of there. Yeah.
0: So she sees this happening, Edda sees this happening, and she's like, oh, heck no, you're not going there without, you're not leaving me to do this dinner by myself. There's no way. So she has his phone
1: as a ransom (laughs) because he realizes (laughs) he's got it. He's on one side of the pool. She's on another side of the pool. Yeah. And she's like, you're such a selfish, insensitive
0: person. What's wrong with you? He's like, I have to deal with this, Edda. Give, just give me my phone. So she throws him his phone, and he's like, "We'll talk later." Yeah, like I'll and don't go. Ni- yeah, I'll deal with you later, and make sure you don't go by
1: the pool. You can't swim; you'll drown. So, <laughs> so, what, so does she, she, what does she do? <laughs> I. This is such a, it, I don't even know what to call it. It's a power move for sure because oh yeah, he knows he's gonna dive in after her, and even if he doesn't, you know we know she can swim. But also, like, it was such a power move, but also a risky move. Like, she just Mm -hmm. got done up. They have guests coming any minute. She's going to be soaking wet. But again, our impulsive girl. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know what we forgot to mention? I know what
1: you're going to say. Are you (laughs) going to talk about Safi and what he says to her when she's cooking? Because I realized we totally forgot about that. Um, No. So when she first um, gets back and starts like unpacking and getting ready to cook everything and Mm -hmm. Safie is talking to her and they're just chatting and he winds up telling her that, um, that he's seeing a side of Sarah con he hasn't seen in years since she's come around. Right. And so I wanted, I don't know how I skipped over that because it was such a big deal and I like underlined it five times, but because it's, all this time, everyone's like, who's this weird, random Sercon?" This is not Sercon, This is not Sercon, But clearly, right. Safi's known him much longer. And yeah, same- Safi has worked for the family for a long, long, long time. So Safi not- negates all of that by telling Edda like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is a- these are parts of him I haven't seen for a very, very long time. So it's mm. not that he's not being himself. He finally is being himself. And I want to, yep. I want to make sure we mention that because then there's something that I says at dinner later that completely supports what Safi said to Ada earlier.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. What I realized we forgot was after the swimming lesson scene, mm-hmm. when we get that sexy shot of, uh, edda coming out of the pool oh. and oh. uh uh-huh, and Sercon comes up with a towel for her ready to cover her all up and they have a whole moment mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. oh man because she looks up at him and smiles and she's all happy that he brought her the towel yep. and he just drapes it over her it's just it's a killer moment. Yes. So I wanted to make sure we addressed that little
1: hotness. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think there's just certain things we forgot because there was so much good stuff in this episode. Our brains can't hold it. Totally. all. Totally. But yeah, I'm totally I'm glad I remembered that safety thing. Cause I feel like it's very important because he told yeah. her too. like, I know he's come, I know he comes off tough and rough. There are reasons for that. And then that yeah. he says like, but I'm finally seeing a side of him. I haven't seen in years. So just, I love that We know it's not – I love the idea that it's not like, oh, this woman changed me. Um, It's that she is bringing out a side of him that already existed but just needed help being found again. Like, Exactly. I just feel like that's so much more profound than just like, oh, I met this woman and now she's changing all these things about me. Well, and realistically, that's how
0: love should be. Right. When you're with the person – that brings out the best in mm-hmm. you or brings out your, where you can be your true self with that person yeah. that should, that's a good relationship Yeah, that is the best relationship where you can just be yourself. They love you for who you are and you can just be open about everything. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, so she jumps in, <laughs> <laughs> he hears the splash <laughs> and he panics and jump dives in fully clothed. <laughs> so he grabs her and she's laughing I love it he's like what are you doing what's so funny and she kind of spills the beans that she oh you do really think that I would jump in just so that you could save me I can actually swim buddy so he puts two and two together and as he's holding her these lovely house guests come on over and they see them in the
1: pool all wet I love this so dang much, so much. It's great. It's great. Well, and yeah, because what's not clear in the subtitles, someone made clear in the live watch, uh, Celine has never been allowed in that pool. Like, (gasps) like even I, it's very short what they, how they translate it. But what she was actually saying was, Not even like what, like to herself, like even I've never been in this pool before. Wow. So it's a wow. It's not just a big deal that like they're being goofy and silly and like in the pool fully clothed. She's never even spent time in that pool.
0: Well, and as they go through dinner and when she goes to spy, it's very clear that she's never been shown a lot, very much welcome in this household ever. So uh, I'm sure all of this is just more and more salt in her wound right. as the whole day goes, but it's like,
1: well, girlfriend, you're, this is salt. You're choosing to rub in that wound though. Cause you made all this happen. And so again, yeah, she. I don't feel bad for you. Maybe I should a little yep. bit, but I don't, um, because you know, she's also trying to get under her skin. Cause she's like, Oh, Edda, you know, how did you, who did you arrange on such short notice as a chef to cook all this? and I love it because when she says, "Oh, Sarkon bullet cooked all of this." They kind of laugh and then she's like, "No, really he did." And then Saline's like, "All these surprises, like things I never knew about you. I didn't know you could cook." And um I love it. And then I like I kind of interjects and is like, "I'm sorry I just sort of showed up here at this dinner like because she followed Erdem you know, to find out where he was going and all that. So she winds up being a part of dinner. And I love that because Sarkon interrupts her and he's like, well, we're family now. Of course you can be here for dinner. Yeah. I just love that. Even though his mom messes it up and she's like, well, you're not family until you're actually married, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who cares? Who cares? So then at this point, when it's revealed that Sarkon is the one who made dinner and nobody knew he could cook, I fear. Yeah. Because nobody...
0: Nobody believes him Nope. because she's like, no, you guys are laughing, but I'm being serious yeah. that Sarah Khan is the one who cooked this stuff. Yep. So what is,
1: what is, is it I fair or I done? I fair. She says, um, that's Ada for you. She brings out the beauty that's already inside of people. Oh, like that's just the kind of person she is. Like she draws the beauty that's already there within, like she draws it out in people.
0: So. Yeah. That's so good. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So we have that moment of, um, Celine spying mm-hmm. and we get some, uh, narration of things that Serkan has obviously said to her in the past Right, and they're not very cool for somebody who you've been in a relationship with for that
1: long, but also like, cause this was, girl, I hope this is when you left. Like, I hope when he said these things, but it's not, it, it's clear that these are the things she was super agreeable about. It's like, listen, right. you were clearly on two different planets at this point. Time to get out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because she's looking in the room. She's seeing all this stuff, seeing the nighty, She sees the toothbrush. She sees all the clothes. And we get Sarkhan's words of, yeah, I can't live with anyone in this house, Celine. You know how much I love being alone. I have my own order. There's no room in this house for another person. Don't take it personally. It's not about you. It's just about me. So that's, she's obviously upset about this. Mm -hmm. She comes back to the table and decides to slide her ACE onto the table of, Oh, Hey, Serkan, guess what? Fairy is going to come work at the holding with us and everybody's already signed the contract. So all I need is for your con, your signature.
1: Well, and I love that he points out like, Oh, I guess since you got, you know, X, Y, and Z signature, mine's not even required. And she's like, but I'd like it. Here's the folder. Like, it's just, yeah. Like, what do you yeah. think you're accomplishing? Seriously, that's the interesting
0: thing. My assumption is she's trying to make him jealous mm-hmm. by like what he bringing doing. her. Right, right. By bringing her fiance into the company, where they're all gonna have to constantly be around each other. Sounds like a terrible idea to me.
1: Yep. And again, but, poor Farid. Like, I know she's just using him just at a this pond. point. Yeah, he's just a little pawn at this point. So. Yeah, I want, it's terrible. I want good things for him. Yeah.
0: So she's like, let me go get you a pen. And she hops on over to grab a pen from his office. Mm-hmm. And Edda realizes, oh, crap. I <laughs> set that contract down. Uh-huh. I threw the contract in that room just to get rid of it and to get it out of the way when everybody showed up. So she... Doesn't have any cool, <laughs> and she runs after her. Part of me was thinking, Okay, girl, just play it cool at that point. You're not going to stop her from seeing it, and you mm-hmm. panicking and running is going to show her <laughs> that this is clearly not something mm-hmm. that she's supposed to see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But they have a little scuffle because Celine does see it, yeah. and it ends up getting ripped. So, this is where I think this is going to be how they get out of it. Me too is because all she sees is that it says a uh, contract of engagement. Mm-hmm. Cuz she comes out she, Celine comes out she's all outraged and she's like what is this?
1: And is this an engagement but, contract? But again, <laughs> like you clearly are showing that you are snooping in someone's house. Like cuz even if you had seen that, like all you went in there for was a pen. So like, yeah. You're it's not your business. It's not your business, but you're right. Because it's just the top part of it. And Edda was able mm-hmm. to rip away, you know, the re- most of the rest of it. I'm thinking it's just going to be, it'll be I done of all people because she totally, she wants to play off this whole jealousy thing to get Saline back. So I think she's going to see it as, okay, well, if I keep this ruse going, it's, it's, you know, going to continue to do what it's uh, set out to do, which is yeah. make her jealous and whatever. So yeah, I think, I think it'll be kind of like a prenup sort of a yes. situation where she's like, well, I just needed to make sure. Cause this girl came out of nowhere. I needed to make sure she wasn't after my son's money, et cetera, et cetera. Now I'm wondering if, I mean, I fairs pretty good about keeping mom about things, you know, like she doesn't share with Sarah Khan like what happened to Ada's parents. She does say like, um, you know, you'd have to, if she wants to tell you about that, she'll tell you about that. Right. Um, but i'm wondering if maybe she'll have a moment of panic impulse whatever and be like oh wait a minute if there's going to be a prenup then there needs like then there needs to be a side of that for edda too because maybe she's going to want to protect the money that is owed to her mm. as she said that money's legally yours yeah grandma has it but it's legally yours if we wanted to basically push it so I'm wondering if I is going to be concerned about like, Hey, you need to come clean or just blurt it out. Like you need to come clean about, um, the fact that you come from money, because if she, if you don't have any protection in this prenup, then they could wind up with all your money. If something goes wrong, I could totally, so see that. I wonder if that's going to force it to come out that it does not as poor or simple or whatever you want to call it as right. it appears. Whether it's like I said, my eye fair blurting it out on accident or pressuring Ada to say something. Um, right. So, anyways.
0: Yeah, I could totally see that. So we leave off on that cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Things are supposed to look panicky, very mm-hmm. panicky and like, oh no, what's gonna happen? Uh-huh. <laughs> but as we know from Turk D C usually it ends up getting wrapped up very quickly and yes. easily at the beginning of the next episode. Yes. So But that's, that's the episode and it was so good. We had so many great moments, so many great little nuggets and
1: it was just wonderful.
0: I completely agree.
1: Um, it was, yeah, it was awesome. I am very much looking forward to what happens in volume five. Mm -hmm. Um, but I want to know if people have
0: any other theories that we haven't mentioned or if they agree with any of our theories that we have posed
1: so far. Yeah. We do want to hear because obviously we're only working off of the information we have. And sometimes that information is skewed because we don't speak the language that, uh, you know, it airs in. So we do have people who do help us, uh, when we're not sure, but even then we still get stuff wrong. So, um, yeah. Or if there's just something we've just entirely left out, we want to know because clearly we love digging into this stuff, especially with, yeah. So, um, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did and we'll be back next week. There's no new, um, there, there was no new Bayon Lish. Uh, right. So we will be back next week, uh, with, uh, Sanchal Kapama for you.
0: Yep. That's right. So until next time, good or Shuru's.